Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, and welcome to all of you who are watching us live on YouTube. I've been trying to do this for years, and so finally I've gotten the gumption, we've got the setup, we got most everything going here, and so we're finally running live on YouTube. So if you're interested in the live broadcast, you know, all the stuff that you, well, I guess you see live no matter what you do, but anyway, this is us right now live on YouTube, and uh, you can also listen to us on Google Music Play, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, ChrisAnhall.com in our audio format. So, JC, uh, today is a holiday, not a holiday, but a day of remembrance, right? So this is the 9-11 day. Right. And uh, we were talking about it in class today. And the thing that I wanted to bring up, and it's what I posted on Facebook, um, what is it that we're supposed to never forget? I mean, seriously, we are 18 years beyond this now. I'm not diminishing the the effect that this event had on America and had on people. But in the normal grief scale, 18 years means we ought to be moving back to uh, moving forward from this. And I and what I see in the news every single time we have these holidays. What do they remind, or, or this, this day of remembrance, what do they remind us of? The towers falling, everything that brings, re uh, invokes that fear in our hearts. And it's a remembrance of fear and a remembrance of sadness. This is not where we should be as Americans. Those who want us to stick with that feeling of fear and that feeling of despair are the people who want to keep us under control. Can you just, I want us to just envision the great things that have happened in America since this happened. America has rebuilt our our prosperity has moved on. The people of America came together in such an amazing way. New Yorkers and everybody in America, we came together in a unity, helping each other to rebuild and to move on. And those are the things that we ought to be celebrating. The liberties that we still have in America, the families that we have in America, the unity that we felt at that time that we ought to be fostering now rather than the divisions. 
I, I really believe these remembrances of fear are just built by the people who want to control us because fear is the greatest tool of oppression. So when we remember today, this 9-11 day, I think we need to remember that, that it is liberty that is our freedom and it is security that really is our prison. Security is just a phantom. You will never feel safe. We are not any safer than we were uh, when the Patriot Act was passed after this. I think you could probably argue that we're less safe and we have different enemies now. We have our own government coming against us, our own government trying to create behavioral control units through the TAPS Act, all in this, this illusion, this to achieve this phantom of security. So we need to not live in the fear of the past because when we let the fear of the past guide our days and control our policies and our politics, our future is the one that really suffers because what we do today in bad policy dictates the lack of liberty that our future will have today. I'll give you a quote from Samuel Adams. He said, when we tamely surrender our liberty, when we, say, when we tamely suffer a lawless attack upon our liberty, we encourage it and we involve others in our doom. He said, it's a serious consideration that should weigh heavy upon our hearts that ages and millions yet unborn will be the miserable sharers of our experience. And so that's why we are Liberty First here. So you can believe that it happened just the way it happened, or you can question how it happened. But nonetheless, it's time for us to, to embrace who we are today and become a better tomorrow. JC has very interesting comments, and we both do on, on the veracity of the reports, but that's probably for another day. I want to I want to applaud our states, JC. We have our 50 bipartisan attorneys general binding together to finally do what we've been saying needs to be done and engage in a state level investigation and to take civil action against the big tech companies. Yeah, it's good to see. It really is, seriously. I, I was very proud to see Jeff Landry. I, I'm Jeff Landry, in my experience, maybe not completely, but in what I've seen of him, is, is really a states rights kind of guy. He's a 10th Amendment kind of guy. And he tweets out, I'm proud to work with my fellow attorneys general from across the political spectrum to determine whether Google's aggressive business practices are actually illegal. I love how you worked that. <laughs> Just start off with the we're we're gonna start off with the idea they're illegal. <laughs> we're gonna no, oh, said find out if they're illegal. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could say if they're legal, is what I'm saying. He could have chosen the whole right, but legal I mean, it's not it's not an accusation. Oh it's, no no no, it's, no, a, not... it's a saying. Hey, let's find out. Right. Let's answer the question. Right. I, I mean, pretty much you have the federal level and all the yappity yap yap yap. And we're making the accusation. You know, they're and they're making big show of it, but then they don't actually, you know, they're not really doing anything or or anything that's going to be effective, or what what they are talking about doing are things that are going to be actual threats to to the people and right. to the people's liberty 
you know, under the guise of fighting these these folks. You know, JC, that's a really great point. How many how many of these hearings have we now seen in both the House and the Senate where they call the big tech moguls to the floor and they give them a berating or they give them their their blessing, you know, depending which side of the spectrum you're really on, and nothing has ever happened. It's a, once again the dog and pony show that gives the the voters, depending on what spe- side of the of the political side they're on, which political tribe they're born to, you know, you have this this one senator who who has this whole big speech about you're you're evil and you're discriminating against conservatives and this is not your policy and blah blah blah. blah. What has happened from that? No, I what w- have they done? Yeah, or not much, but even what they propose to do you know, falls in the same line with, with their typical approach. I mean, you know, I sort of think in almost in cartoons, but I picture, you know, you have these hearings and here's, here's the bad guy they're accusing, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I picture, you know, here's the people's liberty standing there in chains is the whipping boy, right? You, you bad guy, Google, you've done this. And they turn to liberty and go smack. Like the solution is always, since you guys are misbehaving, right. we're going to punish the people by shredding their liberty. That, yeah, that's like always the solution. Because you guys are the bad guys. We're going to take more control of the of the private businesses of the it's, people. It's just, it's crazy. Well, and you get that from the private sector too. So you have the the, uh, the people uh, who have a complaint against the big uh, tech moguls yeah. who are not suing based on uh, leasing disagreements or contract law, but suing based on some some misunderstanding that they have a right to freedom of speech on somebody's private business platform, mm-hmm. all the while actually inviting the government to strip away private property rights yeah. one more time as if we don't have a, a, a huge enough loss of private property as it is yeah. to get with. No. Hey, federal government, this bad guy is abusing me. Can you come put me in handcuffs? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the crowd. That's the private. I mean, and Those these are, are even people that are like liberty minded or, or constitution minded or, or, or whatever. Say that. Hey, bitter, hey government. Yeah. Hey, government, you need to come and in, intrude on my rights so that we equally have no rights. Right. <laughs> if they're going to discriminate, discriminate against me in their private business, why don't you eliminate all our private rights, regulate everything, and then that will be fair. Right. right. Because that's the whole socialist outlook. Now, we got to be fair. And most people don't realize that fairness uh, can mean everybody has the same amount of money or fairness can mean everybody has the same size dingy cell with the same crumb and cracker to eat every day. So fairness is an is a subjective term. But I'm loving how these governors, number one, are not handling this on the federal level because there is no federal authority over uh, t- over technology, over the Internet, over private business. There is no federal authority. Don't come and tell me about the Commerce Clause. Don't come and tell me about whatever clause. These are not proper applications of these clauses. You know, the big government guy, Alexander Hamilton, right? The biggest government guy that was there, he and James Wilson, probably, you know, because um, Daniel Webster came later. But we have 
uh, Alexander Hamilton and James Wilson both describing as an absurdity a government that can take a portion of the Constitution and invent a generalized authority out of the specific language. That's actually the language that Alexander Hamilton used. He said, look, we created a specifically enumerated list. And for the government to come back and say, we have this generalized power, maybe this general commerce clause power, this interstate commerce power, in the face of the fact that we actually took the time to make a specifically enumerated list, he said, that is absolutely absurd. And so we live with the American people accepting absurd as a standard for government. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, JC here with you. And as we're talking about the states doing the right things, we might as well just go ahead and jump in and talking about the federal government sticking its nose where it doesn't belong again. We have, you know, this is really interesting, JC. So we have, I hate these headlines, the Trump administration readies ban on flavored e-cigarettes amid outbreak of vaping-related deaths. Okay, somebody please give me the article section and clause that allows the federal government to regulate vaping. People are dying, they're not well. So yeah. we have to promote the general well-fare. <laughs> All right, man, thinking like a true establishment bureaucrat. <laughs> the well-fare clause. Keep them well. To keep them well so they're not dying. <laughs> if you're dead, you're not if you're dead. well. <laughs> You're not well. Nice try. Sorry, that's not how that works. But you know what? I bet you could find a congressman that would tell you that. Guarantee. I guarantee. Well, guarantee. Now, look at this. Well, you also have to take the the little, you know, flip by degree, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you get the ship off its destination because you just tweak it by a degree. I hear this from my, you know, former comrades in arms military people, mm -hmm. uh, law enforcement, you know, any kind of arena like that. When you, you hear them say all the time, I took an oath to defend what? The constitution? No, that's oh. not what they say. America? America, defend yeah. America, defend the people, protect people, keep people safe. So the whole thing of the idea of right, liberty has been erased. So this would fall in lines. This right. is what I took an oath to right. do to protect the people, to right. keep people safe. Right. Well, that's what a lot of people think that the, the duty of the president is as well. The president took an oath to keep America safe. No, that's not anywhere in that oath. You don't know how many times I hear that about the president. I hear. I just heard it two weeks ago. A, 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 a former military guy. I mean, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Smart guy. Yeah. And gave a fantastic presentation. But in the midst of the presentation, 
he dropped that line. He was retelling a story about his, some of his experience in the military. And he said, I took an oath to defend this country against enemies foreign and domestic. No, the oath was to defend the Constitution against enemies yeah. foreign and domestic. But so that one little change, that one little word, it changes the whole thing. So right. that's about safety. That's mm -hmm. about security. security. The other over, is about liberty. Right. The oath to the Constitution is an oath to liberty. The oath to keeping defend the defend, country yeah. against enemies foreign and domestic is national that's, security. That's totally yeah, exactly. We've heard congressmen tell us that, I, and yeah. and I've had to correct congressmen, and it's just it's insane. And and now you get. Now you can understand where we get where we are when the federal government is doing things they're simply not allowed to do. And now you have this vaping thing. The Trump administration is preparing to ban flavored e-cigarettes as federal health officials call for restrictions to combat an outbreak of a mysterious lung disease that has sickened hundreds and killed at least six people the U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar has told reporters Wednesday. So you're saying it's okay for people to die from vaping? Yeah, lying in the, the dead people in the streets, right? <laughs> no, come on now. If it's not an enumerated power, it's not a federal power. If there's a danger, if there's something that's going on, the AGs in our last story already told us what should be happening. Mm -hmm. The AGs should be investigating. But what's interesting is, I, wa I want to show you this. Uh, listen to the progression of this article, because I think it's going to probably take us up to the break. And then when we get back from the break, I want to show you how this happens. Do you remember what the state attorney that I worked for, what he said was the, be the worst kind of legislation you could get? With some dead kid's name on it? Thank you very much. He always said, if you got legislation named after some dead kid, it's bad legislation because it's reactionary legislation. It's not rational legislation. So listen to this. This food and this is this article is uh, from uh, CNBC, the Health and Science Report. The Food and Drug Administration is currently finalizing its guidance to remove all non-tobacco flavors of e-cigarettes, including mint and menthol from the market within 30 days. Companies might be able to introduce, reintroduce their flavors at a later date, so long as they submit a formal application and receive approval from the FDA. Okay, I gotta stop there, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about this when we come back. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris N. Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle <laughs> over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I wish you could just, I mean. You can't make that stuff up. You can't up. make this stuff up. Seriously. People just, are dying. People are dying. We got to stop this. Okay, I got an idea. I got a solution. We'll make them fill out a form. Whoa, why didn't I think Seriously, of that? Seriously, not only that, JC, all right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're finalizing our guidance. We've got 106, six people dead, and we're not going to stop vaping. We're going to stop the flavors. 
Mm. Okay, you can't have flavored vaping, right? Uh, wait unless a minute. You fill out a form. Unless you fill out a form and get approval to the from the FDA, which not only equates to a form but money. Right. You can pay the FDA for the privilege of contributing to the death of Americans, <laughs> right? So now our e-vaping companies will just become like big pharma who pay the FDA off so that they can sell you drugs and your doctors can push you drugs where the side effects are, not kidding, certain death. Seriously, when was the last time you heard one of these commercials for one of these drugs that's supposed to get rid of a rash on your skin and the side effects is death? And now aren't wouldn't they essentially be shielded? Because now they got yeah. the FDA, FDA's thumbs up. Right. If something happens from now on, they have well, a, they have a too bad immunity. You can't because you can't them. sue the federal government. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. I didn't even get to the paragraph that I wanted to get to, and I was like. Come on now. You ever do that where sometimes you read something out loud and when you read it in your head, it sounded ridiculous. But when it finally came out your mouth, Sound you're like, it is like more ridiculous. <laughs> I can't. Let, let's just do that again. All right. So remember the premise here is right. The whole premise. People are hundreds of people are, are, are sick. Six people are dead. So we're going to remove all non-tobacco flavors. We're not going to remove e-vapors at all. We're just going to remove the, 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 the sweets tasting ones. Um, and, and then you might get them back after 30 days if you fill out a form and you pay, you know, I got a guy. Right? right? I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. Hey, Vinny, go down to the shop and get our, you know, get our portion, right? You got to get our payoff, right? Okay, so listen to this paragraph. Vaping companies such as Juul have been criticized for hooking who? Children on e-cigarettes with flavors such as mango and cream. The surge of underage vaping, which in which U.S. health officials has labeled an epidemic, is one reason why they plan to ban them, at least until the FDA can come through with their safety review and you fill out a form and pay them money. And how long does this, the six dead, how, what what kind of time period does this cover, does it say? I, it's That's not even relevant, JC. Okay. I, I want to ask you, after I read you those two, uh, two paragraphs, right? So the reason that they're outlawing not all e-vaping, but just the sweet ones, is because it addicts children. Mm -hmm. So with this, these two paragraphs and that premise that we have the FDA moving in to regulate because hundreds of people are six, sick and six people are dead. Yeah. Who's who, who, who does this article make you think are sick and dead? Kids. Yes. Not a single child. Right. Not a single child. It's not even relevant child. to the problem. It's the solution not, has nothing to do with the solution the problem. has nothing to do well, with the problem. And the reason I asked about the 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 uh, what time period this spans, um, you know, with the six dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's only a handful handful less than the number who died in Chicago this weekend right. from being shot <laughs> and pretty much every week. A handful less than the people that died in Chicago this week. And I I have yeah. yet, I I mean I remember hearing Trump mention like sending in troops or whatever, but I I don't remember seeing any sort of hearing or agency or right. anything. The FDA is not going in to investigate the deaths in Chicago this weekend. Right. Right? No, they're not. They're not. Nobody is. So here's the thing. You have the complete incongruency 
about this whole save the children mm -hmm. and the people sick and dead. As a matter of fact, I found this article on Washington Post in their science section. Okay, there's actually uh, actually a uh, an a um, investigation into all of this stuff about these deaths, right? So the article says the Trump administration, or the, the previous article says, this article from uh, CNBC, says the Trump administration is making it clear that we intend to clear the market of e-flavored cigarettes to reverse the deeply concerning epidemic of youth e-cigarettes that is impacting children, families, schools, and communities. We will not stand idly by as these products become an on-ramp to combustible cigarettes or nicotine addiction for a generation of youth. Well, the science alert at Washington Post says that these people, are you ready for this? The national investigation has not identified any specific vaping or e-cigarette product linked to these sicknesses or deaths. Yeah. So they haven't even linked the e-cigarettes the e or a single e-cigarette factor to all 100 and the six people who have died, right? They, they have no thing. Not only that, ma many of those patients reported using vaping or e-cigarette products with liquids that contain cannabinoid products and the active ingredient of marijuana that produces the high, right? So now we're dealing with with people who are not just vaping, but people who are vaping with stuff in the vape. So I'm not saying this is a this is not a thing we shouldn't have. You uh, we shouldn't have cannabinoid products. This is not an anti-cannabinoid product message. This is a scientific discovery question, right? You've got the federal government saying we've got a hundred people sick, hundreds of people sick. We got six people dead, so we have to stop children from getting e-vapes. When the hundreds of people six and the six people dead don't are not even connected to a single identifying e-vaping project uh, product, and when you go and read the science alert, the six people that are dead are middle-aged or over 50 years old, and three of them were already sick. <laughs> already sick. So what's the right question? Uh, well, the right, right question is, what in the heck does the federal government have to do with our e-vaping? Yeah, but then why, why the, and so why, but why that? They don't you have, never let they, a crisis go to waste. They don't have, they don't have that that authority to have purview over this. Mm -hmm. But then why are they going after it? Right. Remember, follow the yeah. money. Yeah. Who, who, who? Because thank you for it's connecting those dots. I didn't want to do that on the thing. air by myself. No, it's an interesting <laughs> thing yeah. to note. Um. There's there's no there's no highlight highlighted assault or whatever against R.J. Reynolds. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that ship has sailed. Right. R.J. Reynolds already wrote, wrote the their check. fat check, and now okay, we're over and done with it. So so you know who's who's then swinging the target at you know to the war on vaping. Right, and not only that. R.J. Reynolds, who wrote the big fat check, is now losing out. They're, they're not going to be able to write in their lobbyist checks to the congressman anymore because they're losing out to the vaping market. Oh, so you're saying vaping is competition for R.J. Reynolds, who already paid off the government? That's interesting. 
Wouldn't that be an interesting connection? Right, which was a drop in the bucket to yes. RJ Reynolds. But that's what's funny. Like, you get these issues, marijuana and, and you know, all these sort of things. Yeah. And, and the moralists are like, yeah, get them and whatever. Not realizing, like, they think it's a moral issue. Who's behind this? It's it's not even about anything it's about like that. Money. It's about the money, and it's they're targeting the these things. Right. And so we're cheering Here it is. on. It's the tobacco companies in the background saying, "We wrote you a big fat check. You yeah. regulate the heck out of us. We have to write you checks all the time just to create and make our cigarettes. These guys are stealing business from us, which means we don't have as much money to pass off to you anymore. And we're sick and tired of them not getting the same regulation and the the same have to write the same checks we do so well just, we can't just do it out of the blue we need something that makes people think this is okay okay great we got hundreds dead our hundreds sick and six dying let's bring the children we've got to save the children so we're not saying that's happening but that, that's a <laughs> hypothesis right it, it's 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 a probable <laughs> I mean, it's a possible how, scenario knowing how our government works i mean that's that's what i always think like okay who's who could be okay who could be really driving this really trend? whatever who's driving know. it how it works you can postulate all you want the bottom line factor is this the crisis the supposed crisis is hundred sick from some mysterious lung sickness where the people a good portion of them were already sick before they actually went to say it's the e-vaping you've got six dead and the incongruency with the FDA saying okay number one we're not cutting out all e-vaping we're just gonna cut out the flavors and number two we're doing it for the children to whom none were affected in this crisis that were created in the beginning and number three it's not a permanent ban it's only a ban until we can draw up the right paperwork so that you can fill out the right paperwork and you can pay us the right amount of money to get back the privilege to put your stuff on the market that we made the excuse was killing people so that we could tax you for it. Does that sum that up? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the shooting victims in Chicago were actually young and healthy. Yes, there you go. <laughs> There you go. And outnumbered the number of vape deaths. So what's the problem? The federal government shouldn't be in this in the in, from the get-go, and it's all about your congressman getting rich from the kickbacks. And I'll just go ahead and say it because JC threw it out there, and I'll just put the icing on the top for you. Now, we got one more thing that I wanted to trouble, care, cover on the way out. So here's this thing, JC. You know, I, since we've totally put on the tinfoil hat, let's just stick it out there, right? So Trump moves to send the mortgage giants back to the private sector. Okay, so the date on this is uh, Oct uh, is September 8th. All right. The Trump administration on Thursday unveiled a long awaited plan to end federal control of two mortgage giants that have been bailed out by taxpayers during the 2008 financial crisis and returned them to the private sector. The administration's 49 recommendations to overhaul America's housing finance system are unlikely to find an eager audience in Congress. Right? So this is Thursday. Thursday, which was Thursday last week, which was September 5th. When we come back from the break, I'm going to show you what happened very shortly after that.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Where'd you get that creepy voice in there? They go, Chris Ann Hall. I don't know who that guy was. <laughs> ah, usually Chris Ann doesn't listen to the bumpers very often, so. <laughs> so let me let's let's let me show you this. All right. I think it's a contractor I hired from India. India. <laughs> Shame on you, racist. So anyway, so on September fifth, Trump administration announces that they want to end federal control of the mortgage giants, right? We're going to send them back to the private market. We're not going to subsidize them anymore. We're not going to be their big fat uncle, daddy, whatever, and, and bail them out, right? Are you ready for this? Just five days later, Congress is freaking out. This is a really bad deal. The U.S. housing finance system is worse off today than it ever was at the cusp of the 2008 financial crisis. Republican lawmakers uh, warned on Tuesday, and, Trump, and now people in the Trump administration, right? We can't let them go because they aren't too big to fail. Time out. The mortgage situation, the mortgage financing it was is is worse than it was mm -hmm. in the midst of the financial crisis. Yes. Okay, it's that bad. Yes. But yet nobody was saying that. Yep. Three days Sen prior. No, nothing. That's my point. Are you trying? You, you're catching my you're catching my wave here, right? Senator John Kennedy, the Republican from Louisiana, says this whole thing is a car wreck. It's a dumpster fire. We spent. 190 billion of taxpayer money and we're in worse shape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the two government controlled enterprises that stood behind half the country's mortgages are way too undercapitalized and lending standards have actually deteriorated since the housing crash, these officials say. So five days before that, nobody was saying anything for how long? It's worse off now than it was in 2008 when we bailed them out, right? Because we had a crisis. We had to give them all kinds of taxpayer dollars because if we didn't give them taxpayer dollars, America was going to be destroyed, right? So we bailed them out and now they're worse off than they are. And nobody said anything until Trump announced that they wanted to move them back into the private sector. Hmm. Is anybody seeing this, how, just how, how crazy this is? How absolutely insane? The hearing kicked off what promises to be a highly contentious debate over the plans released last week by the Department of Treasury and the Housing and Urban Development to scale back the federal government's massive role in the mortgage market. Republicans are focusing on what they say are growing risks in the system, while Democrats are mostly concerned about providing affordable housing. But they're both screaming that we can't let go federal control. I, I, I'm glad you realize this, and I and I'm, I think this bears repeating. All of the sudden, we're finding out. 
that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are worse off than they were in 2008. Their policies are worse now than they were in 2008. They're actually making they're making poorer decisions and more unsecured loans than they did in 2008. And and we didn't and nobody said anything. Not a single congressman said a single thing until we said until Trump said and the and the how and the HUD, Department of HUD said we're going to send them back to the private market. I, when are what did I'm I'm just stuck here because I'm wondering when will we figure out that throwing money at something doesn't fix the problem it only makes it worse what did Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac learn from the last housing crisis what did they learn if we screw up we can still have our pensions we can still have our bonuses we can still have our million dollar vacations and our million dollar homes the taxpayers will boil us out because the congressmen are in our pockets and we're going to keep, you know, why do we correct anything? Time out. Yes. Okay. What these guys are describing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac doing, right? So they back, he said, five and a half trillion. Mm -hmm. They've got six billion underwriting that their leverage a thousand to one. Guess what? Manafort just went to prison for doing that, for saying, here's this loan, and I and I lie about what I have to back it. There you go. Shouldn't they all be going to prison? Fannie Mae. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac ought to be in prison, and guess what? By the way, they're not people. Yeah, but working. Right. But guess what? Mm -hmm. God bless you guys. See you next time.